Hello everyone and welcome to the Banter Club India Football Podcast. I'm your host Gaurav and today we'll be reviewing the Champions League semi-finals results. I'm joined by two guests, Keshav who's a Real Madrid fan and Chao who's a Chelsea fan. Guys, I'm uh, Chao, I'm fucking buzzing from last night's win man. How are you feeling now that Chelsea are through? When you invited me last evening, I told you that if they compete, I'll be happy. But I think over two legs, they it's very, very different the Chelsea that we see these days. And super compact, always on the run and the speed of the counters. So and I think the team's right together. So it's a good, good feeling. I think Yeah, Duchel has done a great job, man. Like when he came in in Jan, if you told me we'll be reaching the Champions League finals, I'll I'll be like balls, fuck off and shit. But uh, we're there, we're in Istanbul. For the final, so it's crazy, man. It's jolly killer, jolly killer. Okay, so let's talk tactics first, guys. Uh, Chelsea set up with uh, their usual formation and stuff, but Real Keshav, like they they played three at the back in both legs. Was that wrong? What what went wrong for them on that front? In the first leg, it was uh, first leg, first half. It was uh, complete disarray. Uh, Zidane tried to be very experimental, but that thing with Marcelo never worked out. uh they were lucky you know to come off with a one all draw because chelsea had a host of chances uh in this leg he tried to do what he could but i don't think three at the back would have worked uh, and uh, you could see that playing vinicius as a full back uh, he was kind of lost and uh, even though that contest was chilwell the entire time they were fighting that was a lot of fun but madrid got overloaded on their right uh, chelsea's left and yeah i don't think it worked uh the midfield was slow and the one difference that i mean there was a very stark contrast every time chelsea broke it was always a 2 on 2 of your situation madrid never had enough bodies back but every time madrid got the ball there were at least double the number of chelsea players behind so i mean it was beautifully set up by tuchel and maybe with the players adan had you know not having vasquez not having cavahal this is the only system he could have used but then it didn't work so yeah disappointed but hey at least they got till the semis you know most people after the group stages would not have given madrid even a chance of getting to the quarters so yeah disappointed but then hoping for the best for next season yeah madrid were very slow in their build up and to create chances so like uh, what about their attack what happened why couldn't they make a constant goal threat and stuff because usually real madrid are a very free scoring team but what happened what went wrong for them no so so if you've uh, you know if you've seen this entire season and actually since the lockdown ended last season madrid have started playing in a very different way uh, you know there aren't many clear goal scoring threats barring benzema in this madrid team he's essentially carried them this entire season uh, scoring 30 odd goals so the midfield and attack linkage looks disjointed because there's no full back or wing support system as such and it's very strange to say this because you know you won't usually associate patient build up play with madrid that's more barcelona style yeah. so i think i think there's a midfield overhaul that's required no disrespect to modric cruz and casemiro they've served this club very well but there was a disjoint i mean it was very evident that there could be no through balls no over the top they did that against liverpool because liverpool play with a high line so chelsea essentially suffocated madrid right Madrid's fastest yeah. players essentially are uh, Ferlan Mondi at this point of time. Even though he was coming back from injury, he had he didn't have a single run. And yesterday. Vinicius. And Vinicius. Vinicius got isolated because he got confused between defense and attack. That's not his usual role. 
and Mondi got completely isolated because Aspi and Jorginho, that entire Chelsea right was so compact. I mean, if you look at it, they were pretty centered towards the right. They left their left side open and that's where all their attacks came in the first half. So, credit where credit's due, but Madrid need a serious overhaul of, they need pace in attack and they need a more cohesive system. Maybe if injuries weren't you know, playing a part, it could have been different, but credit where credit's due, boss. Chelsea played them out of the park yesterday. After Atletico Madrid, when we drew, uh, when the draws came out, right? And we did the Porto and uh, Madrid. I was hoping and I was pretty sure that Madrid will face in the semis. So I was just doing some stat check. And then I was just seeing that how to tell as uh, fared against Zidane. Uh, I remember doing that analysis with Dortmund when he played them 16-17 when uh, uh, Zidane did the double. So, that was like Madrid's best team, right? So, all were in their peak and even then, Tukel with uh, Dortmund was able to manage uh, two draws. Till date, uh, he's the only manager that Rizan has never beaten. They have shared like a lot of draws together and uh, yesterday was one victory and one with PSG in the group stage. This guy is like, uh, I don't know, his kryptonite or something like that. He's tried to follow it and tried to beat him at his own game, Zidane. Like most of the times he plays his four-man, three-man or whatever, but he's gotten under his skin maybe. So it was very unnatural for Zidane to play three-man in the first leg firstly. In that game, at least he had, you know, the personnel to play four-man. I know Ramos was not there, and uh, 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 but he had Varane. He had Militao. He could have used Marcelo as a left and then he had Carvajal. And I think they lost it uh, mostly by not uh, going gung-ho in the home leg. Again, Zidane tried to go for a system where he wanted to be matched to Kel. Yesterday also in the group, I was, I think, uh, or maybe with uh, Keshav when I was speaking to him before the game, I was saying that I think we'll outrun them. Like, nothing more, but we'll just run much more than them. Much more than them, yeah. Yesterday, Mendy made some killer saves. From Benzema, that one shot that was going in the bottom corner and the other header and stuff. So, like that. Uh, I think I agree with Keshav when he said that, you know, it's uh, the Madrid uh, team is now on efficiency. Like, they'll make six chances, but they'll definitely score out of one or two of them. Even the Osasuna game, if you look at it. Where did they attack? They were just roaming around here, there and they tried to build up the play and they'll get that one. And I think uh, that man of Mendy did a brilliant job with uh, with particularly the far post save that he stopped of Benzema. The one, yeah. the header thing was kind of savable. Any normal keeper would have done it. But that that case save was pretty key. And I think the game was lost in the midfield. Uh, Jorginho and Kante really did what I didn't think that they could in terms of outrunning. And then, uh, and Casemiro had an off game yesterday. For the first time, he was not tackling enough. Like, yeah. generally, Casemiro <laughs> Ramos are the dirtiest players on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, are ex- you are expecting people to whine and cry. As in, I was expecting the cries that Nacho was taking out, you know, after that Harvards and all. From our players. Uh, but uh, Mount had a free day. Uh, Werner had a free day. The gap. Ramos, I think, was not fully matched. Fit. He was not staying too close to the defender. Uh, yeah, and, it was uh, a it, it was a very cohesive performance, man. Even Havertz was playing up front. He really gave Ramos a tough time, man. 
and uh, but but that's battled, what i'm saying uh, he battled really well kante had an exceptional game he was given man of the match very rightly and we created so many chances i was at one point of time when after havertz hit the post and and mount missed that one on one i was like fuck now if real score now i'm going to get fucking break something the amount of chances we created we should have at least scored like three or four in the second leg but keshav who were the worst players for real madrid na so i won't i won't say worst players because clearly it's just the the quality that chelsea put out both personnel wise and output wise was just it was just higher than what madrid could manage but definitely uh, i feel getting ramos back did not help yesterday uh, he just didn't seem his usual powerful self uh, he was very skeptical of going for those one on ones or even charging and i think he was worried about getting injured again uh, nacho and militao uh, you know were performing better against liverpool uh, modric definitely was very isolated and overrun which is not something that you would associate with modric but he just couldn't find pockets of space uh vinicius was again he had the pace but there was no output and then you know playing hazard after god knows i, I don't know he, yeah, he's hazard been out for the entire hazard was completely non existent man at one point i, I mean, thought he was playing i don't know if it's a lack of confidence or what he was told to do there were no one on one dribbles against defenders aspi was shutting him out i mean aspi had a brilliant game yesterday you know you would usually you wouldn't think that aspi would be able to shut mendy Uh, or Hazard, but he completely shut them. And uh, so I feel it's a couple of players had sub-par performances, but as a unit they were completely outmatched by Chelsea. I mean, however bad Madrid will play, you won't expect them not to get a shot on target in a half. And yesterday, I think halfway through the second half, when I just remembered that oh my God, what are we doing? We haven't even shot once on goal. I just thought, yeah, this is not going to work out today. Even if we end up scoring, and I don't know. If luck rides us into the finals, City would have ripped us to shreds. Clearly, there needs to be another overhaul—not a complete overhaul, but so Modric essentially wasn't supposed to play this much this season, right? Uh, this midfield was supposed to be rested and rotated. That's why he let uh, Bale and James go. But uh, with injuries to Valverde and you know rodrigo not performing vasquez getting injured and then having to play right back and then getting injured again it was it was just you know the pieces didn't fall in place that is the fundamental problem madrid for all their talk of being the richest or now the second richest club madrid did not have a bench at all to speak of barring asensio so i mean theek hai it's it's madrid's fault that you know they didn't buy anyone for citing financial constraints I I think Zidane was plagued by injuries. I, that's not an excuse, but I think every week he was having to shuffle around so much that by the end Madrid didn't have a system that they could call their own. So he was just trying to take it game by game, and you know, gee, some games it it they work, some they don't. But if you look at Chelsea, Tuchel has a clear and proper system in place. Each man knows where he's supposed to move. The defense knows they're supposed to defend. You won't see Thiago Silva being. attacking there for attacking benzema and leaving 40 meter gaps for vinicius to run into so i think i think it's it's unfair to say that zidane is is bad at man management because he did pull off results but i think it's just it's it's both circumstance and obviously how well the opposition can put their team out on the day yeah about tushel man he's really done an impeccable job i mean 
Uh, I was reading that stat also yesterday that uh, he's the first manager to reach two consecutive Champions League finals with two different clubs. Yeah, uh, I think I think the Madrid that played uh, Liverpool was much better. No, I like, think I think Chao. I think the key factor of that was that, uh, and, and I think that's been highlighted across multiple forums that uh, Liverpool gave the Madrid midfield too much time. And even and because Liverpool plays so uh, you know collectively all eleven players try to bunch up together, so there were gaps behind their defense. Yesterday, what Chelsea did very well was a there was no gap for anyone to run into, and b whenever Cruz or Modric or Casemiro got the ball, the only time Cruz was free was when he was essentially playing as a third centre back. Yeah. And he had no and he had no one to chip it to because if he did, Benzema would have to essentially. You know, bypass Christensen or Rudiger or Thiago Silva, and then uh, Mendy in goal. So you know, gee, the only thing is that, for whatever reason, and this is how Madrid are playing, and what Chao said earlier, and this is something that I have to say, that Madrid are now built in a way that they will only get three or four chances in a game, and they'll score, and they'll just ride it out, and they'll win. That is how Madrid are playing. I think it's very, it's a very Josie Mourinho thing to do. <laughs> it's, it's ironic, but yeah. So. Would you take him back? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No, I would not. I would rather. I would rather have the harmony of this dressing room over what Jose Mourinho can do. I mean, he's a brilliant guy, but clearly he's lost his mojo. Yeah. And I, and I feel for him, man. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about this right now or not, but I really feel for the guy. Yeah, I mean, the thing about managers and uh, success in football is that you have to evolve your philosophy, and Mourinho hasn't. He stuck to the same thing that he's been doing 10-15 years ago. And now football has changed completely, and his same old tactics are not working anymore. So you have, as a manager, you have to evolve constantly. And I read this in the book that I'm reading, also inverting the pyramid by Jonathan Wilson. He says it in the first chapter itself. The greatest managers, from Sir Alex Ferguson to Lippi to you know Ancelotti, they evolved their philosophy. And the thing is, Mourinho hasn't done that. But anyway, that's a bit of a sidetrack. Yeah, Madrid were, I think, Kishof, if I'm not wrong, 18 games unbeaten before this? 18 or 19? 17. 17. 17. 17 games unbeaten. And, you know, I was just following their stats and records and everything. And I was just seeing that, okay, fine, they are really... And they got some decent number of wins also during that time. So, 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah. so about 12 wins and 5 draws. Yeah. Something of that sort, yeah. Okay, guys, moving on. Let's cover uh, City versus PSG now. PSG... Beat Bayern and that too very emphatically, especially in the first leg. But City bossed PSG completely. Yeah. You know, where were, where were PSG undone? I I think uh, Pep just got supremely confident with the way he wanted to set up the entire thing. And everyone seemed up for it. <laughs> it, was, it was one tactically actually. The second half of the first leg and he just carried on from there. And PSG were like, okay, fine. The second half must be an off day or something like that. But they just carried on. And City just took the game over. They didn't do anything exceptional. They put the ball out to Neymar. I think they missed Mbappe for some time. But other than that, tactically or creating the gameplay, Icardi was... Uh, you know how Icardi is. Icardi was terrible, man. Yeah. No, I, I you don't cross reading, the ball to... I was reading some tweets after the game. And someone had tweeted... Uh, the French or media out there, Le Quip, uh, Le Quip's ratings, and they gave him two. And, and the guy who tweeted it was like, 
balls he shouldn't have got two, he should have gotten zero. He was absolutely useless. And it was very evident, now Icardi had an absolute shocker. He was literally like a passerby during the game. Yeah, I think I think this game for PSG, they lost it in the first half of the first leg. They completely dominated City then. And they had at least four or five, not four or five, but two or three very clear chances. If they would have buried that, it would have been great for them. It's not that City scored crazy goals in the first leg, right? One was a Navas mistake. The second, the ball went through the wall in the yeah, through the wall. So it's not like they completely dominated PSG. They just shut them out in the second half. But in this leg, definitely they missed Mbappe. No doubt about it. Icardi, I mean, I, I just, I have no idea what's happened to the guy. He used to be absolutely epic in Serie. A. Uh, maybe it's because he's not playing on a regular basis. Asking him to now go against City and score, he had no clue what he was doing. Di Maria had an off day and uh, definitely City just seemed much more energetic, much more up for it, especially De Bruyne and Foden. Uh, I mean, they could have carried, you know, the ball 60-70 meters themselves. That's how pumped up they were. I felt Neymar was more active in the first leg. Yesterday, he seemed less for some reason, even though he had quoted somewhere. I, I don't know if this was true or not, but he said he'd die but he'll make sure that PSG get to the final. I mean, PSG seemed very just... Ander Herrera was... I, I, I think he was just there to either foul people or scream about someone fouling the other person. He, he, <laughs> I think he, only, he, only Varati and Marquinhos showed up. I think yeah, the rest exactly. terrible. Game. I mean, it was, it was a very bad game. I mean, again, City were very efficient. But, you know, again, G, it's not that City had, say, 20 chances. You know, Chelsea clearly across the two legs, I think they must have racked up at least double-digit chances, clear chances. Yeah, yeah. Just that they didn't score. City must have had six or seven clear chances and they scored four. But PSG didn't turn up, man. They didn't turn up in the second leg. I don't know what went wrong. Maybe it was... I was was so surprised when I saw Fernandinho instead of Rodri. What a game Fernandinho had. Because this is the same thing that he tried in the FA Cup semis with us. The FA Cup semi clearly showed that uh, any good midfielder with legs can outrun the guy or, you know, like how Mount was doing it. But I don't know which Fernandinho turned up. Uh, I was like, fuck, thank God Rodri didn't play because, you know, the game starts from there and Rodri is much more uh, uh, John Obi Mikhailish in nature. As in. <laughs> he could find De Bruyne so many times and obviously Paredes and Herrera had a terrible game. Uh, yeah, and it. what about the meltdown towards the end? Yeah, PSG lost their marbles completely, you know. And Di Maria is so stupid, dude. He's yeah, so Di Maria is red. And before that, uh, in the first leg also, Idrissa Gay had that uh, red card. Go ahead, it's, it's shocking that, that someone of you know Di Maria's experience to be so childish. I mean, he's won the Champions League before. He's been on the stage. Neymar's played. I mean, and you know, it's very ironic that Neymar was the only adult basically on the pitch yesterday for PSG. He wasn't falling over, he wasn't following people for nonsense. He was genuinely trying, just not his day. But everyone else in the PSG team, Verratti almost got, I think, two yellows in the space of a minute. Uh, the referee didn't book him, he was lucky. Their substitutes who came on, they were hellbent on either, you know, destroying Foden or De Bruyne's legs. Because they thought, might as well, right? We're going to lose 4-0 anyways. So that was lack of composure and that, was, that wasn't a good side to say. But it happens, I mean... Yeah, but but you have to mention Phil Foden, man. Foden has been excellent yeah. throughout the competition and 
over both legs he showed what a class a world class but ji that's what i'm saying you you block the channels you do anything without a target man like you see bayern can do everything but without levandowski they were out so same way you know you can defend against a phil foden you can defend defend against a mares you can defend against a de bruyne but you can't defend against a clinical striker who's going to pull away the defender and then you know allow these people to run the channels i was very surprised that uh, psg could not uh, find a fix to that false nine but that a psg don't play any particular defensive sort of mindset and this is a problem that's been reported multiple times that they don't have competition in the in league one even though they do this year they're not winning it right now but uh, they weren't set up for that marquinhos was the only one who was trying something otherwise their defense was out of place their midfield was out of place if you see every goal that city scored and if you replace psg defense and if you you know put in place either a madrid defense or a chelsea defense in midfield it's very evident that chelsea will not open up like that but, you know for all the people and hype about how brilliant city are and everything again i chaos point is absolutely valid that these guys need a striker yeah otherwise they cannot go through three defenders definitely that's why i'm i'm actually happy that we've drawn city in the final because you know uh, we've beaten them already in the fa cup and they they don't offer that much of a goal threat without a central focal point as a striker and stuff so i'm expecting us to keep it compact against them and you know make sure that they don't that we don't concede it's not going to be easy but it's uh, it's like if you if you come with your good game uh, it is possible because then you have like three people or two people to really worry about but with kun aguero there it's impossible to keep track of you know who's going to shoot if hey you... but chal uh, you never know right looking at how much guardiola shuffles around maybe he'll start aguero and give you guys a surprise <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, what yeah. i that yeah. is exactly what i'm scared of so guys who do you think are the best players from all teams in both legs okay top 2 okay so madrid i think it's benzema and then portua if that guy would not have been there the game would have gotten over i think in the first leg itself uh for chelsea conte and uh, mount all right i would like to give a special mention to mendy also but uh, i think conte mount took it for the psg game uh, i think mares Uh, for both the legs, and uh, I think Phil Foden for the second leg. PSG first leg, obviously it was Neymar. He was the one that outshone, and uh, second leg I think Marquinhos. Chakesha, what about you? Uh, for Madrid, I'll agree with Chau, Benzema, and Courtois. Uh, for Chelsea, uh, I'll split it across two legs. So Kante for both, and Havertz for the second leg. For City PSG City, I'll go with uh, Foden and uh, Walker. Kyle Walker had massive both legs. He completely shut out as much as he could for PSG. And for PSG, uh, first leg Neymar, second leg, yeah, no one. Definitely no one. I mean, no one showed up. So no point giving anyone credit there. 